Hey, Mike here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Dark Poutine early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You're about to listen to a historical episode of Dark Poutine. After episode 149, you will find Scott is no longer with the show. In an effort to maintain continuity and offer listeners as many episodes as possible, we are leaving the episodes in which he co-hosted intact. Thank you. How about them apples? Look at that. It's time for some Dark Poutine. Uh, welcome to Dark Poutine. I'm Mike Brown, creator and host with me as usual is my good friend and co-host Scott Hemingway, who's given us all the plague. I have. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. You've all now caught the plague. Scott is a patient zero, we are certain. <laughs> well, yes, and I'm okay with it. The views, information, and opinions expressed during the Dark Poutine podcast are solely those of the producer and do not necessarily represent those of Curious Cast, its affiliate Global News, nor their parent company, Chorus Entertainment. Dark Poutine is not for the faint of heart or squeamish. Listener discretion is strongly advised. We're not experts on the topics we present, nor are we journalists. We are two ordinary Canadians chatting about crime and the dark side of history. Let's get to it. Put on your toque, grab yourself a double-double, and a Nanaimo bar. It's time to scarf down some Dark Poutine. Episode 59. 59. And what better episode to have a special episode than at 59? That's the num- That's the one you do it. Yeah, 59 just is meaningless. Yeah, it's... yeah. It kind when of, they least expect it. Yeah, and there's certain, like, numbers that really are, like, when you turn 43, like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's nothing. But I mean, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. There you go. And 45, like, that's like, okay, well, that's a milestone, you know, like... Anything in between the fives and zeros, suck. Well, frankly, we both needed a break from our last two episodes. Uh, being immersed in the story of one of Canada's coldest serial killers, or frankly, one of the coldest serial killers to ever walk the earth, was not that fun for us. Yeah, no, not at all. That was a, a one terrible human being uh, who conjures up some pretty shitty images. Yeah, I think actually he gave us the plague. I, yes. Yes. Clifford Olson made us sick. Yes, new new patient zero. Both emotionally and physically. Yeah. Uh, this week we're answering all the questions. What we're doing is it's going to be a show primer. Mm-hmm. So get to know about those little things that we say at the show, where we came up with those kind of things. People yep. have been asking us. Yep. Yep. We're going to debunk some Canadian myths. Yeah. And at the end of the show, we're going to... Take some listener Q&A. People yeah. have been calling our new phone number. Oh, it's exci- I can't wait to hear And it. leaving, so we have like 15 voicemails. We had to call a bunch out yeah. because this podcast would then have been three hours long. Yeah. And we'll explain why some didn't make the cut. Oh, okay. Number one, if it would have taken probably a lawyer 
and <laughs> a university professor. Yeah. And seven hours to oh. properly answer your question. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it, they were fabulous questions. Like I could make a whole podcast on what people were asking. Yeah. Yeah. Like the differences between Canadian and American justice. That's a lot of information that a oh. I'm not qualified to give. Oh, I'm sure. Like that's a thesis. Yeah. You're like absolutely. Yeah. So we do appreciate everybody who took the time to call and leave a message. But, <laughs> but time constraints. Time and constraints and such. You know. Yeah. And the fact that Scott and I are not the sharpest tools in the shed. Oh, God, no. We qualify that at the beginning. Right. So For a reason. Yeah. If you don't hear yourself, we did listen to it, but had to make some edits. There won't be any specific case that we talk about this week, but there will be a few cases we mention over the course of the Q&A because we are a true crime podcast. And we'll be back next week with a pretty interesting case. So this episode's going to be a little lighter than our usual fare, and it could be a little more sweary. Holy shitballs. In this episode. Whoa. Holy. Holy monkey nuts. Exactly. Monkey nuts. Turd lips. Turd lips. No. Turd lips is, well, actually, Carol and I call each other turkey lips. I went to school with turd lips. Frank turd lips. Frank turd lips. Yeah, he was a really good guy, but, but oh. It's spelled T-I-R-D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then the I in lips has an umlaut. But the taunting. Turd lips. Yeah, the, ta the taunting. Poor Frank. Poor Ooh. Frank. Yeah. The first question that we want to answer is, why is the show called Dark Poutine? Hmm. Well, Mike, I'm going to leave this one to you. <laughs> so, I wanted to have... A Canadian true crime podcast. There's already a podcast called Canadian True Crime out there. That's true. So I thought, how can I be clever and serve Canadians something they will understand? Serve, notice, serve. Like, mm -hmm. So you serve them up poutine, mm -hmm. a uniquely Canadian dish. Poutine's a little heavy. It's very heavy. It's a little heavy. The gravy is like mucky oh, and sweet, sweet. it's messy though. Yeah. Things can be messy. True crime is pretty darn heavy and messy. Yeah. And what better way to lighten things up than with a little cheese? And that's why you're here, Scott. Yeah. Because Scott and I together are kind of like poutine, to yeah. tell you the truth. This is true. <laughs> I don't know. And all the rest is just gravy, like Ian Handsome Man thing said. What a, what a moment that was yeah. for us, eh? Yeah, he was asking us about dark poutine. Yeah. It was pretty nice. And for those who don't know, he's a big deal in Canada. He is the CBC anchor of, of our national news broadcast. Yep. So Real name, Ian Hannah Mansing. Hannah Mansing, but... But we, everybody calls him Handsome Man Thing. Handsome Man Thing. And he's quite short. He, yeah. I was a bit let down, but, you know. Yeah. But he's, he was a great guy. The next thing, right at the beginning of the show, you heard them. Where do the loons come from? Well, they come from the wilderness, number one. I, I was inspired by the tragically hip song, Wheat Kings. Mm -hmm. And the song starts with loons, a sound well known to Canadians, and the loon is on our dollar coin called the loony. That's right. Uh, Wheat Kings is also important to me because it's a song about true crime in Canada. It references the case of David Milgard, mm -hmm. a Canadian who was sentenced to life in prison for a crime he didn't commit. The rape and murder of nursing assistant Gail Miller one night in 1969 in Saskatchewan. Yep. And Milgard was released in 92 after serving 23 years for this 
murder he didn't commit. And yeah. The real killer was later convicted yeah. for that crime. In the book, top 100 Canadian singles, Gord Downey, goodness rest his soul, the lead singer from the Tragically Hip. Yeah, Canadian icon. Absolutely, I love this guy. Yes. Uh, he explained the inspiration for the song. He said, it's about David Milgard and his faith in himself. He said, and about his mother Joyce and her absolute faith in her son's innocence and our big country and its faith in man's fallibility hmm. and about Gail Miller all those mornings ago just lying there all her faith bleeding out into that Saskatoon snowbank. Uh, From songfacts.com the title is a reference to the farmers in Saskatchewan where the crime took place. They were known as Wheat Kings after developing a popular strain of wheat that fueled the area economy. Mm. And spoiler, there will be a Dark Poutine episode about David Milgard. <laughs> um, I hope to talk to him directly about the case. Oh, that would be incredible. Notably, there's a hockey team in Brandon, Manitoba called the Wheat Kings. There is. Sadly, thanks to strict Canadian copyright laws, we can't play Wheat Kings here or we'll get the crap suit out of us. So... Uh, please Google Wheat Kings by The Tragically Hip and have a listen. Yeah, you won't regret it. Great it's, song. Great band. Very good song. Yeah, they, the band is literally, it, it's one of, I'm trying to find like a, a, a band to equate them to in the States, you know. Um, well, know. they would have that same sort of USA feel as Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. Or, or Tom Petty. Yeah. Although Bruce Springsteen wasn't at, isn't as yay America as people like to think with his song, you know, Born in the USA. But it was a song about the farmers and saying like, why am I being treated like this? I'm oh, yeah. being, I'm, I'm yeah. born in the USA. But So it's just an interesting, well, he, it's an interesting fact, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a good comparison to, to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Like that kind of iconic, uh, sums up a country. Yeah. Yeah. Where do the horns come from before the opening music? Obviously, those horns are playing O Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know that, Google the Canadian National Anthem. Yes. And listen to that. Or just watch a hockey game. Yep, exactly. Um, they are not horns on the ferries, as some people think. Mm -hmm. They are, in fact, the heritage horns atop Canada Place in Vancouver Harbor. Yep. They sound at 12 noon every single day. And I recorded them on my lunch hour one day as I worked only a block away from them. Yep, yeah, you and I both, I would hear them pretty much daily. Yeah, and I thought they'd make an awesome open for our show music, and, and Scott do. was the composer of the show music. Yeah, no, it, yeah, they think they're the perfect opening. What is a toque, Scott? Well, it's essentially a knitted hat. That's essentially 100% what a toque is. Yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, they have a lot of names in other countries and the States. They'll call them beanies and skull caps. So when I like say, that. put on your toque, yeah. I mean, just put a hat on. Yeah. Put a knitted cap on. Yeah, exactly. cover you, so it'll cover your ears. You want to stay warm? warm yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is. And what else will help you stay warm? Um, well, a double-double. And so what's a double-double, So a double-double is essentially so. It, it got its origins at a donut franchise in Canada called Tim Hortons. It's, yeah. it's substantially, it's, it's like Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the hell that is in well, the they, States. Well, they do yeah. have Tim Hortons in the U.S. They're getting some. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. It's pretty All cool. All over the world, but, actually. Um, but so a double-double, it, it, it was just the short way of saying I will have a large coffee with two cream, two sugar. So yeah. two cream, two sugar. So, but now, you know, you can order any kind of, like I'll get a steep tea double-double. 
You know, so it just means two cream, two sugar, essentially. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I guess people, you know, when you're in line, you'd be quick. You'd be like, Have a double-double, please. If you order a double-double at a McDonald's in Canada, too, they'll understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah two cream, two sugar. Coffee, two cream, two sugar. So what's the next thing we usually talk about? Nanaimo bars. What's in a Nanaimo bar, Scott? Deliciousness. Hell's, uh, ha- Hell's Angels and Strippers, actually. That's yeah. what's in a Nanaimo bar. Oh! <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I man, I love it. And I'm, I don't know what's in it. I know there's some coconut. Well, uh, there's, there is coconut. There's chocolate. There's also the, the third layer yeah, in yeah. between the, the top chocolate. That's what I'm unaware of. What? That is custard. Oh, my. It, I, I'm telling you, the Nanaimo bars are straight up one of my favorite treats like they are delicious i love them they too. are delicious I they're don't know. messy though they, like yeah, when yeah, you bite great. into them because yeah, of the yeah. hard top yep. the creamy filling squirts out everywhere and it's kind of i don't think i've met great. anybody who doesn't like an anonymous bar I'm sure I, there's some people, people have posted that they hate them really yeah really? and, wow. and i unfriended oh. all of them yeah the grinches, no, I'm kidding. grinches. You, you people you can love whatever yeah yeah i just like i just find there's nothing negative about them you need birds custard specifically oh really so what we'll do is we will link to the nanaimo.ca official nanaimo bar recipe yeah because nanaimo again notes. for those who don't know is a uh city in BC, where we live, uh, British Columbia, the Vancouver Island is off the shore, and Nanaimo is one of the cities, and that is where they were created. Bird's custard is sometimes hard to come by, but you can order it on Amazon, mm. so we'll put that link there, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Why is the Facebook group called The Umber Yard? So what episode was it, Mike? 12? Episode 12. So in episode 12, uh, one of the individuals worked in a lumber yard. Jason Burke, who was yes. the Moncton Mountie murderer. Yes. And Mike struggled with, whilst recording, he said Yumber Yard instead of uh, Lumber Yard. And I poked fun at it, thought it was hilarious. And I was editing that episode and I decided I'm going to leave that in. Yeah. And then uh, everybody just kind of gleaned onto that and loved it, thought it was hilarious. And yeah. just everybody just kept chiming in and loved it. And so we thought, let's go with it. It is pretty funny. So uh, thus, Yumber Yard. And what more Canadian thing can you think of than uh, a Yumber Yard full of Yumber Jacks? Speaking of Canada. Yes. We want to debunk some Canadian myths. Yep. Well, I, we know we have a lot of listeners from the U.S. Yep, yeah, from Australia, from the U.K., yeah. Australia, yeah, yeah. Uh, all over the planet. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how uh, spread out our listeners are. Yeah, I, like, I love that. All over Europe, um, Northern Europe. Yeah, we want to debunk some myths about Canada because we get asked weird questions all the time. Yeah, and this is number one. Is kind of a weird one for me. Do all Canadians drink bagged milk? Oh, absolutely. That's not true. No, it's not true. I, as a child, I used to drink bagged milk a lot, but I'm 45, and so, that was a long time ago. But I have seen bagged milk here yeah. in stores. You can still, yeah, you can still buy it, but, but it's, it's rare. Not, yeah, it, it's rare. It was never like, I think it I was... I think it's an Ontario thing. Well, I think even, like, I, I assumed that bagged milk was sold everywhere in North America. But did you know... You need that special pitcher to pour your bagged milk because oh, yeah. it, it grips the bag so oh, it doesn't yeah, just yeah, slide no. out and make a mess. We we had we had all of that again, I'm talking about when I was like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like we, we had bagged milk back then, so in the late seventies and stuff. But uh no, I mean we like 
it's been forever that you buy milk in cardboard cartons or yeah. you know uh, uh, plastic jugs and stuff like that. Like it's just yeah, regular regular milk now. Is Canada completely metric? Uh, it's actually officially we are metric. Yeah. But a lot of people, they don't tell you that you're 176 centimeters tall. No, no. It's no. five foot six or five foot. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And when Carol reminded me, when baking or cooking, a lot of Canadians still use cups, teaspoons, and tablespoons yeah. rather than milliliters. Yeah, and, and no, I still I still go by cups and teaspoons. Yeah, yeah no, ounces. I, absolutely. And, and, you know, it is... Com- when Canada. you buy your weed. <laughs> I don't buy. <laughs> if I was to, yeah. It's uh, grams. But, now. you know, is, is Canada complete metric? Uh, side note, there is a great Canadian band called Metric. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And they sing a very good song called Monster Hospital. Oh, their new album is dope. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great, I really band. like that. Great band. Is it always cold in Canada? Most of Canada in the winter. No. See. <laughs> <laughs> So Scott will lie, and then I will tell you the truth. <laughs> it is actually not always cold in Canada. In fact, where we are in British Columbia is warmer than where most of you are right now. I, I was in Atlanta the other weekend. It was colder in Atlanta than it was in, in the lower mainland, Vancouver. Just being in Atlanta and talking to people, because I got a lot of like, oh, it must be we must freezing be, like, you where must you be are. And, and, and it's just like, no, no, try to explain. Well, no, and they're... They're like, they, everybody's always seem, seems confused. And then the best way I try to break it down to people is I say, think about Seattle. We're three hours from Seattle. Yep. We share the exact same climate as Seattle. Do you think of Seattle as buried in snow? And like, no. No. We haven't had a single bit of snow this year. Uh, they're seeing maybe on Sunday we'll get some snow, but we haven't. Like, we, on average, we might get a week of snow. Not a week of constant snowing, but it'll snow a day and then stick around for a week here. Um, a lot of other parts of Canada, though, uh, once you start moving past BC in the wintertime, yes, it's cold. Yeah. But it's not all in the summer. In Toronto, you're looking at like plus 40 in Montreal. You know, like it. So then these next couple of questions, do you live in igloos? Also, yes. No. I would love to, though. Igloos are, are actually a temporary shelter, are they not? I do believe. Uh, I'm not an Inuk person, yeah. so uh, I don't know the answer, the correct I, answer to that. My I, my belief was always, yes, it's temporary for when you're uh, out fishing. Yeah. You're out doing something for a while, and instead of having a tent and stuff, you just... There's some really great video of an Inuit man, uh, I think it's very old, on the National Film Board of Canada site, um, making his own igloo, just all by himself mm-hmm. and cutting out, I've seen you that. know. It's, it's so great. It's pretty fascinating yeah. to watch somebody build an entire shelter just out of snow. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. And I've been in, I've been in some. I have, I have not. It's surprisingly. Where were you in an igloo? Oh, it was like a, uh, I'm trying to remember, like a demonstration. And yeah, it was surprisingly warm and comfy and very quiet because it's so dampered. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what I Dampened. love about the snow is the quiet, yes. actually. Yes. Do Canadians hate guns? Uh, I do. I would have to say not many actually hate them. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And that, um, well, I, yeah, I wouldn't say I've. I used to be a member of a gun club. I used to enjoy shooting. Yeah. I had great aim. Uh, I enjoy guns. But uh, there is a huge difference between the view of firearms in Canada 
and the view of firearms in, in other in, in the United States and whatnot. We, we treat them, I think, more uh, more like Sweden and whatnot, where yeah. you you ha like you have to uh, have every gun you have. Um, uh, registered, uh, you know, there's requ requirements in order to be able to utilize them. It's like it, it's treated. There's a background check before you can get your uh, yes, your uh, PAL, which is your firearms acquisition yes. license. So. Yes. So uh, people have guns. There's a lot of people who have firearms and stuff out here. They're they're all over the place. But it's not something that we. It's just not something we talk about. Like I can't tell you. Back uh, in Nova Scotia, it's more of a conversation. But that's because people hunt. But exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. You mm -hmm. know, it's exactly it was yeah yeah. So it, it no we, we I don't have to talk to somebody wondering like I wonder if they're armed right now. No, like that's just so it doesn't really enter your thought because you're not thinking about like oh is that dude armed or is that dude armed? Do we like hockey? I do. Yes, <laughs> that's the answer to that question. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's it yeah. The, but the next question. Do you play hockey? Sounds like work. <laughs> I did. I did play hockey. I think I played up until like grade two or three. Oh, really? I... Maybe even four. But it was just like, ah, it's cold. Yeah. And I have to get up really friggin' early to go do it. I never played it on this. I used, of course, the typical... And I would miss the cartoons on Saturday oh, morning. Right? I, I was the typical, like, every day I'd be out in the backyard with my friends playing hockey up against the uh, garage door uh, so that you know like that's the extent of hockey and I, I never played it on ice mm. played it in gym of course and stuff yeah. But, yeah no I played a lot of hockey no I'm not a good skater neither am I but I played a lot of <laughs> hockey here's one do we all drink beer uh no not anymore yeah <laughs> I don't at all drink yeah, I've had enough. Thanks. Yeah, Mike's consumed Canada's. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to drink Canada dry, as they say. <laughs> but uh... and people ask me, does Canadian beer different from American beer? And I always felt like Canadian beer had a little more kick to it. Yes. And American beer is like sex in a canoe. I don't get that. Fucking close to water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. Sorry, America. Uh, I I think our view on beer is pretty similar to that of the United yeah. States. Like it's there's beer everywhere. Yeah. Do Canadians put maple syrup on everything? I'd like to. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd like to. But we don't. No, no. Because diabetes. But I love like when if I'm having pancakes and bacon, it's like oh I put that shit all over my bacon, all over my. my... Or the maple infused bacon is even better. Oh my god, yes. But uh, you know, I love maple syrup. But no, it's, I don't put it on everything. I wonder if I maybe I should try it in coffee one day. What's Hot your day. favorite band? Oh, favorite Canadian band? Yeah, favorite Canadian band. Oh, that, well, that's an easy one. It's uh, my favorite Canadian band is uh, Nickelback. No, it's not. Yes, totally no. Oh, okay, my favorite Canadian band uh, it's, is. I bet you it's organized rhyme with it Tom is. Green. It, it, I don't know even if Americans are aware. That Tom Green was in a hip hop band before he was uh, famous. They won a Juno Award, yeah. our Canadian version of the Grammys. Yep. Check the O R. You like the O R. Check the O R. You love the O R. O R stood for organized rhyme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Green was in there. In there. Uh, he's gonna razz you like Letterman was one of his uh, dope rhymes on there. Yeah, it was great. But no, that's not that, not my actual Canadian. And no, neither Canadian. of us like Nickelback. No. 
No, neither, neither. Neither, uh, nor. Let me try to think of my favorite Canadian band, like legit though. Fuck, that's hard. Uh, well, we all know mine. It's the hip. The the hip for sure. Um, Although the first band I ever did see was Platinum Blonde. Oh my god! And then I didn't even realize they were Canadian. And then and then Doug and the Slugs. Oh my god! They were Canadian too. Yeah, Jeez. from Vancouver. Holy shit! Oh okay. Yeah. Wow, I don't. I don't think I can na- nail down a favorite Canadian band. I have. A, I have a lot. I have a lot. Drake. No. No. I, I mean, I listen to him, but no, no. Yeah. No, he's not even in my top one thousand. Do all Canadians say a? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And with that, we'll take a break. All right, we're back, and this is will be the Q&A portion, so finally we get to hear from you folks. So I'm kind of looking forward to this. It's going to be a bit of a blast. And Q&As, those are questions and answers. It's not, not queefs and asses or anything. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? So Scott and I put the word out. We did. So it was either uh, you wrote in or you sent us messages via our phone number, whatever. So here's the first one, and this is, Hannah from Louisiana. No, that rhyme. Hi, fellas. This is Hannah uh, from Louisiana. And I started listening to you guys after uh, My Favorite Murder gave a shout-out, and I've just been totally into it ever since. Uh, big fan. So um, I just <laughs> this is a kind of a silly question, but are you guys uh, French-speaking, or is that just a myth uh, that everyone in Canada speaks French? Kind of like down here in South Louisiana, Everyone speaks Cajun French. Um, I don't, but I thought maybe you guys did. And I just want to say thanks for the show. And you're the only podcast that I don't fast forward uh, through the Patreon. Thank you, because I find them like charming and informative. Anyway, thanks for the show. Bye, guys. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thank you, Hannah. Um, We are forced to take French in school. Scott, do you speak French? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I went to Paris with the French club in grade 11. Yeah, and shenanigans erupted. It, it shenanigans erupted. I learned, uh, donnez-moi la cigarette pour le, uh, pour le fumer, s'il vous plaît. I, I know sous mon bat. Yeah, Scott just said bad words. Yeah, no, I really know very, very little yep. French. But um, it is our official second language. But not so, our official second language. Which doesn't mean we know it, but as a country. Yeah. It, it, it is. But you know, again, you look at a lot of like other places in the world, they'll all have backup languages. <laughs> Kathy Warren, who I met in Dallas, wrote in asking, how did Mike and Scott meet? Oh. <laughs> I worked at, at a telecom in Canada, a very large one. Uh, I was in management. I was a supervisor in a call center. Did a lot of hiring, hired hundreds, of, maybe thousands of people in my time. And uh, not thousands, but uh, I was uh, scheduled to do an interview with uh, some young chap coming to start working with the company and it was uh it was milk bone here sitting next to me and uh i remember um he was totally against the mold of what the company was wanting at that time the company was wanting people who have experience who um you know worked in call centers and just people we could really kind of plug and play into the job but mike had none of that but he had 
there was something about his personality. I'm a firm believer you can teach anybody what buttons to push and, you know, what to say, but you can't teach character or personality. And I just remember Mike's person. He was very real. He was very authentic. He was very genuine. Uh, yeah, there was just something about him. I'm like, no, this is, we need this guy. We need this guy here and uh, hired him into the company. Yeah, and then I uh, I lasted after you left. Well, but I was there before you. Yeah, but I drove you nuts. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I think many, many other things did. But yeah, and then so like he, Mike, you know, we kept giving him opportunities and he would su- succeed at them and then he got promoted up and then eventually we were in the same same, same role, same title and got to work together in, in that form for years. And, we, yeah. we hung out because we like photography. Yep. We ended up living in the same complex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got you guys in here and uh, yeah. yeah, like it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's it's been... Uh, Pretty quickly, we were pretty pretty strong friends. There you go. Yeah. So that answers that question. Good question. Here's one from Jennifer in Toronto. Hello, Dark Poutine. Uh, this is Jennifer Krakowski calling from Toronto. My question for you is, what is your favorite Canadian horror movie? I'm a big horror fan and a fan of all things Canadiana. So uh, let me know what you recommend. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, great question. So it is a very good question. And this is a rabbit hole for me because I am a horror lover. Oh, same. Um, I've worked on horror movies. There have been so many great horror movies made here in Canada. The recent incarnation of Stephen King's It was Mm -hmm. filmed in Ontario, as was the original Black Christmas. Uh, The original My Bloody Valentine was filmed in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Ginger Snaps was done, I think, in Alberta. The Changeling, starring George C. Scott, was filmed here in B.C., yep. as was Wicker Man, which I worked on. I'm so sorry. Uh, the Canadian horror master, though, is David Cronenberg. Yes. His films yes. Shiver, Rabid, Videodrome, and Scanners all stand out as favorites of mine. Yeah. But his best, and I'd have to say my favorite Canadian horror film, would have to be The Fly, Starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Yeah, we're pretty much aligned on that. Uh, you know, the changeling would be the top for me, but that's more like it's filmed here. It was filmed here, not so much based in in Can- or you know Canadian Canada. Well, George Scott was Canadian, wasn't he? No, no, well, same birthday as me, anyways. But uh, but uh, yeah, but David that is Cronen- a great film too. That's oh, that's kind of my number two, one of my classic. Uh, but uh, The Fly, yeah, Cronenberg's The Fly, Scanners was. Um, Amazing. What was incredible, but uh, no. I worked with Michael Ironside on a movie. Did you? I actually got yeah. to meet him. Yeah, he's he, a great guy. He was so wicked. We, I, um, they were filming. Uh, I think it was called Rain Dance or something on my buddy's street, and we hung out there until like literally four a.m. We were like eighteen or something. We hung out there because he had just done. Total cool. Recall and uh, yeah. he, he afterwards he, he came down, yeah. brought a photographer, and was just so kind and you know wonderful and took photos with us. Great guy. V Marie asks, "What non-true crime podcast do you listen to?" Oh, that's uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Do they have non-true crime? Yes, they do. Podcasts? Joe Rogan. Hmm. hmm. Do I have to do all the answers? Uh, you might. I, I don't. Uh, I've never... There's one called Varmints lately that Carol's been listening to about animals. Honestly, until we started this podcast, I really didn't... I I listened to Serial, and I just had started listening to Sword and Scale, so I've never been much of a podcast guy. Um, I never really got into Joe Rogan's. I just found... Like, I love him, but I just found it was like, I don't have three hours every day to... 
Canada Land is good. Um, I do remember there was, I don't remember what it was called, but there was a street photography podcast that I spent some time listening to, but it was only, I think it was only like 12 episodes, but I, I, I was listening to a street photography podcast once. Cool. Yeah. And here's Tay Davis from Las Vegas. Hey guys, it's Tay from wonderful Las Vegas. I was curious, you guys do a lot of heavy episodes and some of them are regarding children and you can just hear in your voice the emotions that are going through your guys' minds. I was wondering if you ever had to actually stop recording, regroup, and start recording again. Anyways, I love the show, love what you guys do, and um, keep up the great work. So to answer your question, Tay, every show. Yeah. Every show we have yeah. to stop. Well, and especially more for Mike because he, he does the research and everything. So I'm, I'm sure even leading up to it, Mike has to step away at times uh, doing the research. But every episode that we're uh, recording, there's needed breaks. You are hearing correctly. It is not easy for us sometimes. And someone was giving me a hard time on uh, on a review about that yesterday, but I'll let that go. Oh, really? Well, it's it, we're, we're humans and... Uh, fairly strong empaths both of us and so yeah mm-hmm. this shit hits us it, it hits us and it's yeah as i've this as i've beaten this dead horse often i will do so again but especially having children anything that has uh, to do with uh children and victims it just hits me natalie chapin wrote in question time is there any chance that y'all might be able to meet up in the united states say like washington state I would love to come to your meetup in February, however I'm unable to. If not, maybe a live show on tour. I know Mike says nope. That's not true at all. I don't remember Mike saying nope. Uh, never never said nope. It might, might have happened jokingly once or something, but I, I don't remember Mike saying nope to that. But yeah, I would love to. Uh, if we can prove interest in a city that's large enough for us to bring a live show to, we will come for sure. That would be so amazing. I am, I'm already designing our live show. So I'm working on it. So if you guys, if you guys uh, build it for us, we will come. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be just uh, heaven to go, go do live uh, a tour across like uh, my favorite murder and stuff. Yeah. Like, like last podcast, yeah. but those venues are expensive. So yes, obviously and... there'd have to be a charge for yes. us to come. Yes. But also we'd love to do a, a meetup in, uh, in all kinds of places. It, it, you know, it travel, it's travel. Washington state's super easy for us, but, uh, you know, to start traveling across, uh, you know, there's, uh, capital that we don't have that we would need to be able to yeah do it was that. just fluke that i could do it last <laughs> last yeah. year but like i said i, I would, funded that all myself it yeah. wasn't yeah it, there's a cost to it but we would love to we we love doing the meet and greets we love meeting people when i i was so contemplating trying to put one together when i went to atlanta but i was in there so quickly like i was yeah i i barely even had time to sleep before i flew home so i, I couldn't do it but um which by the way again I don't know if I've said it. I loved Atlanta. Such amazing people. Yeah. So I just really, really loved it there. But uh, yeah, we'd we'd love to. Well, you know, we can try to definitely plan something for Washington State because that's just a. But we're looking into how to make it happen. Yeah, because yeah, again, that would just be so much fun. I think we would both thrive off of a live show. Amanda Watson DeRamsey wants to know what our favorite Trailer Park Boys episode was. Yeah, so we were talking about this beforehand. So right off the bat, the one that jumps out to me is Sam Squanch. Yeah, I like the Green Bastard. Yeah. Uh, 
you green bastard. Is that the wrestling one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was and, a, yeah. and the Conky episodes. Yeah, the first Conky episode is like just so, it's it's right up there. I ha- I haven't watched all seasons of Trailer Park Boys, but my, my old dog, we, his name was Ricky, because, based off of Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. There you go. But uh, uh, yeah, Sam Squanch in the first Conky. There you go. Next up is Cassie by way of Kamloops. But she lives somewhere else now. Oh, okay. Well, let's listen. Hi, guys. My name is Cassie. I'm originally from Kamloops, BC, and now I live in southern Illinois. Hey, my question for you is, if you could go back in time and prevent one of the crimes that you've covered from happening, which one would it be and why? Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate the podcast. Bye now. Whoa. Ooh, Cassie. I don't know how thanks to answer. Thanks for, like, yeah. yeah, thanks for, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Ever since I wrote the script, I was like thinking, how how are we going to answer this holy one? Holy shit. Because uh, uh, is all of them? Can can we? No, just no. one. Damn it. Uh, oh, my God. Um, I kind of know the one that I would do. Uh, right off the top of my head, and, and not only because it's a very recent one, but because it's one that's like been a part of our lives for a long time growing up here, it would be Michael Dunahy. That's one that I would like to uh, go and try to prevent again, just because it's like it's had such a strong presence on those of us living on the West Coast mm-hmm. uh, and always been there, always been looming. And so that's one that I would love to go back and change. But it's it's hard. That's a really tough one to answer because, man, like I don't. I'd like to hit Clifford Olsen with a truck. Oh, fuck yes. But I don't believe in capital punishment. No, neither do I. But, you know, just to steer them in a different but direction. It, but it, it, it's okay to still have emotions. I agree with you. I don't believe in capital punishment. But believe me, somebody hurts my family, I will do everything I can to kill them. Well, it, it's a natural it's kind it's, of response. That's why the, the expression, you don't let victims make laws. So. Yeah. So we had a write-in question from Solange this morning, and she was super happy when I said that I would add this because it it was actually a lighter one. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your favorite animal? She says, mine's giraffes. I'm literally obsessed. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Uh, I love that. Carol is interested in sharks. I know she loves sharks. Okay. Uh, She likes all kinds of animals like goats and everything. Yeah, yeah. But personally... Uh, I would like to learn a lot more about gorillas. Oh, really? Yeah, like mountain gorillas. Because I went to the Calgary Zoo one time. Yes. And I saw the gorillas there. Like it's, it's this gorilla is two feet away from you and you're making eye contact with it. And I thought, yeah, we should not have those things in cages. Yeah, well, we used to have them in the the Vancouver uh, one as well. But uh, my favorite animal is uh, squirrels. Straight up squirrels. They're just. You are kind of like a squirrel. Yeah, they're just the most adorable thing. Like a squirrel could, like, uh, eat my dad, which would be terrible, but you'd be like, God, how dare you? You ate my. Oh, you're just so cute. Like, you, they, and they can climb walls and shit like that. They're just. They, they can get away with anything, and they're just bloody adorable. Megan Beasley asks, What's your favorite thing about Canada? Woo. Um the outside that i'm in it i don't know i think the outdoors yeah um well that that's really man that's heavy that that is a really tough one to answer because it's um 
I, I think I just I, I yeah I I'm struggling with that. I think I I love that uh, we are thought of as nice. There you go. Yeah, but we're not. <clears throat> well, I mean, like it's it's. Yeah, that's a tough one to answer. Here's our next question. Hi, Mike and Scott. This is Arlen calling from St. Petersburg, Florida. And I was curious. You mentioned that there were some stories you couldn't cover due to publication bans. And I'm not familiar with that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what publication bans are and why you can't cover those stories? Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Hmm, that's a great question. Um, are publication bans not a universal like? No, are there non no publication? Especially bans not in, the in Florida. Florida has what's called the Sunshine Law. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Sunshine Law is set up so you can get access to pretty much anything that's within the court system. Hmm. Um, Canada uh, has publication bans for these reasons, and I took this directly from Wikipedia because I'm lazy. <laughs> a publication ban is a court order which prohibits the public or media from disseminating certain details of an otherwise public judicial proceeding. Mm -hmm. In Canada, publication bans are most commonly issued when the safety or reputation of a victim or witness may be hindered by having their identity openly broadcast in the press. They are also commonly issued when the crime involves minors or is sexual in nature. Yes. So if a minor commits a crime is later released, a publication ban will stay in place to protect the young offender in perpetuity. Yes. I know of a few cases like this. We've talked about them here, but I can't get into specifics because the publication bans are still in place. Yes. It's illegal for us to talk about them. Well, and often they do get lifted. Paul Bernardo's case, there was heavy publication bans on that at the but beginning. But that was due to the... Him having, they wanted to ensure he had a fair trial and couldn't come back on. Correct, him. but they, but nonetheless, it was lifted once the trial what what had been concluded. But yeah, I beg to differ. There are still oh things about that trial that you will never know. Oh really? See oh, okay. or hear? But at the time, you couldn't. E nobody even knew what was going on. Yep. Like it was a very heavy, uh, a lot of speculation as to what was going on. Other cases like sexual assault where the victims are not named in Canada unless they want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, this means that sexual assault is difficult to report on here um, as the bans in place on information might identify victims or witnesses. Yeah. And sometimes even naming the perpetrator would, in, would ID the victim. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. for example, a father sexually assaults a daughter, he could not be named as it would ID her as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so we rarely hear reports of sexual assault in Canada unless a person is randomly attacking strangers and, and is a danger to the community. Yes. In my opinion, the law is problematic as this leaves sexual assault a highly underreported crime in Canada. And I mean reported in the media. It's also underreported as far as people reporting that it happened to them. But I'm talking about the media. I do agree, though, that sexual assault victims deserve anonymity and they should not have to answer questions or have their stories displayed in public. Well, we see what happens often in the, in the States when um, a sexual assault victim, it goes public and there's a lot of backlash towards the individual. So, Yeah. Rachel Franzen asked, is there a Canadian sex offender registry to let the public look up sex, sex crimes? Absolutely. Not. There is not. 
Uh, well, public is notified when a sexual predator is released there into you the go. neighborhood. So, so in the States, you can look it up on a website or yes. whatever yourself. You cannot look up to see what sexual predators live in your neighborhood in Canada. The police will tell you if there's a dangerous sex, sex offender that's been released into your neighborhood, but there have to be certain criteria met. Yeah. And um, I would say nine times out of ten, we don't get told anything. Yeah, yeah. So Which is, there is no place, yeah. actually, for us to go look it up. The cops know, but we don't. Yeah, that's quite frustrating. It is problematic again. Yes. Erica Booth, one of our longest local listeners, also a mod in the Umber Yard, and she's helped the show in other various ways, like setting up our meet and greet that's mm-hmm. coming up. She asks, what's your favorite Timbit flavor? Apple fritter. I like... Just the uh, chocolate glazed. Yeah, I'm an apple frittered guy. I had one of the double double donut flavored. Oh, do they have that? Yeah, Carol's got some downstairs. Do you want to go get them? Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying one. We'll try one in a bit. But yeah, I didn't kind of like it. It's like it tastes a little chemically. Oh, yeah. Here's our next one. And this one comes to us from Texas. Hi, this is April from Amway, Texas. And I was wondering about how long does it take for y'all to own? investigate the, uh, your stories that you come come about to, for your show. And I just about to take a week, a month. I just don't know. Anyway, I'm just curious. I guess I'll talk to you later. I enjoy your show. I thoroughly enjoy it when I drive to work every morning and drive home every day. I'm addicted. Anyway, y'all have a good afternoon, evening, whatever, whatever you listen to. Anyway, I'm rambling. All right, bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she I, gave a little giggle there at the yeah, end. Yeah, I love it. I, I love that. I love the accent, April, and I actually would love to go to Texas someday. I, I was there, and I can tell you there are some fine folks there. Yeah. April wants to know how long does the show's research take? Up until recently, it's taken about a week per episode. I'm researching for about three days and writing for another two. I'm always right on a uh, like on a tight timeline, mm-hmm. although some of the larger cases I've been researching for months. Yeah. We have been getting some help lately from Rebecca McNall, and she's really come through here in January, and she's a criminology student in Ontario, so she has access to some of the things that we don't. Totally. Great person. Samantha Meadows asks, if if you could be in the courtroom just to hear all of the testimony what case would you choose? Oh, so this is not just Canada. This is in general. Um, oh. I'd like to hear all of the Casey Anthony. Oh, that's a good case. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. To see how on earth you set her free. Yeah. Oh, that is a very good one. Do um, I come to the same conclusion? Well, it's tough to say because if you're just in there watching and listening, it's different than being a juror who is sequestered and doesn't hear any of the other uh, outside info. Well, but, sequester uh, yourself, say. Sure. Okay. Uh, oh, man, for me, um, fuck, I find these very hard. Um, like, there's a lot of serial... I'll cut out your thinking. Yeah, there's a lot of serial killer ones that... I, interested in going to but then it's like i don't really want to be a part of the gory detail and hearing all that and watching the uh, the struggles from the victims and stuff like that would be very difficult um um holy shit yeah i don't know i don't know if i can pick one yeah okay yeah fair enough you don't have to yeah yeah I'll, i might come back to it if i can think of something while we're going here's our next one 
Hello there, this is Lynn Wagler, and my question for your Q&A is, what do you each think is the most outstanding quality that the other one has? Thank you. Have a nice day. Well, Scott's breathing. <laughs> this is a great quality. I do it. <laughs> no, actually, I think I think Scott's greatest quality is his ability to connect uh, empathetically with our stories and with the victims in our stories and and that's why I wanted him to do this show with me because I knew that that he would bring uh, the right thing to this thing that we do <laughs> thank you uh, not, let's see top quality in Mike he, he does have quite a few uh, I'm a big big fan is a big supporter is I have since I hired him um, I think Mike's ability to relate to people is one of his greatest qualities and strengths. He is very, very uh, amazing at being able to build genuine connections with people because he, he, he comes off as very real and very, uh, very relatable. So it's a, uh, a huge, huge, uh, amazing uh, talent and skill of his. It's called mirroring. I'm a I'm a sociopath. Oh well, what a, it's working. Keep it up. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> you can't diagnose yourself, Mike. Yeah, exactly. They didn't diagnose me with that when I was in the cuckoo clock, so they probably would have. Here's our next question. Hi, Mike and Scott. Love your podcast. Um, I'm just calling because I am wondering if you have any pets or any animals. And if you do, what are their names? And if you don't, why not? And I'm sorry if you have already answered this on our earlier podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm all caught up, but maybe I missed it. But anyway, thank you for putting all the work in every week, and I hope you answer my question. Bye. All right. So, Andrea, I have two cats. They're both black. Oscar is the oldest one. He's a little bigger, and he's grumpier. <clears throat> and then there's Donner. He's a little skinnier, also black, but he's very impish, yep. and he has no teeth. Yeah, which is an adorable thing. Yeah. His, but he might not think so. His, he's fine with it. His no teeth are because he had a gum disease yeah. uh, when we got him, and we had to have all his teeth removed. Yeah. So now he eats uh, wet food, and when he shakes his head, his tongue hangs out of the side of his head. <laughs> He doesn't know any difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me, yeah, I've got uh, a little uh, chihuahua. He's a little over a year old. His name is Tenko, which is something to do with the spirit fox, the name. Uh, but I take it, your wife named him. Uh, no. Um, oh, you? he came that way. No, no, his, his name was Connor when we when we uh, rescued him. But he, uh, and when I say rescued him, I yeah, I ran into a burning forest and pulled him out personally. There you go. No, I didn't do that. But uh, he, uh, it was our, our friend uh, Alicia, I believe, who who mentioned it. And then, but I wasn't there for that part. But uh, yeah, and I had, as I mentioned, I had a dog named Ricky before. He was a half lab, um, half shepherd mix. Uh, he was a big guy. I loved him. I adopted him at five months old, and uh, he was a great, great guy. But when he passed away, that was one of the hardest things. And so it took us a couple of years to get another pet, and uh, now we got a little ten gun. We call him Ten. Ten Ten. Hey, Ten Ten. Tenko. I love Tenko, by the way. Yeah. Shelly Smith asked, 
what are big cultural differences between the provinces? Hmm. And we debated a bit about this on, on Facebook. I don't feel at all qualified to begin to give an opinion on this one. Uh, Pamela Serino said she felt it would be best to have Peter Mansbridge <laughs> to come out of retirement to answer this question. And I agree. Yeah, totally. And this is another one. This is one of those big questions that people yeah. ask. Uh, a big philosophical, cultural societal yeah i i try to sum them up pretty basically like vancouver on or the west coast the lower mainland is a bit more outdoorsy people you know like to go to the beach and go uh uh, uh people in nova scotia do that yeah well so you know also great and uh uh alberta is a bit more like the texas of canada it's very oil-based um so there's a lot more uh uh you know, there's a lot of a lot of horse riding and stuff there, and, and then you start going out to the East Coast. Toronto's a bit more New Yorky, from what I hear. Montreal's just a bit more European and stuff, but uh, they they're all they all have their own flavors and are all pretty fantastic. I've been to a lot of them. Well, I guess that's as good an answer as any. Yeah, yeah. I've been through them all except Newfoundland, but here's Chad from Michigan. Yeah, Mike Scott, Chad here from Michigan. Still drive through an ice storm. Just wondering, my question is: Do you guys work, or is this your job now? You're pretty sweet if it is. So, just wondering. Hope you guys are doing good. Love the podcast. All I gotta say now is fucking cells. Goodbye. So, <laughs> so, so Chad wanted to wish, uh, like, say, fuck incels there at the end. Yeah, which, good on, yeah, I, I agree with Chad, fuck him. This question is a little complicated. Uh, I took a bio package from my job at the telecom last April to pursue this full time. Yep. And I've been working 60 to 70 hours a week, but I've personally funded the entire project on my own for qu quite some time early on. Yep. Uh, but now the show is slowly becoming self-supporting, and that's thanks to ad revenue and the support from our listeners on Patreon and uh, PayPal. Yeah, uh, I was not working for about four years. I left due the uh, job we had due to for mental health reasons, uh, and was off for four years just focusing on on uh, the kids and my photography. But uh, I have a part-time job right now. I work just a couple hours a day just to kind of keep me busy. And, Throwing uh, boxes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, now I'm sorting the boxes. But, oh, uh, you're sorting yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, they've yeah. given you a promotion. I know, I'm good at what I do. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, but it's, yeah, I work part-time, but it's just to kind of keep me out there and, and, and busy. Eventually, we would love to have uh, us both employed full time and not have to worry about money. So we're working towards that. Yep. We're getting there. As our, our thanks to these awesome listeners. Yeah, as our numbers go up, there's the possibility of that happening for sure. Here's Michelle from Ontario. Hi, Mike and Scott. This is Michelle calling from Mississauga, Ontario. I am calling to ask you guys: Do you guys eat any poutine? And if so, what's your favorite? Uh, hopefully I hear my question on the air. Bye, guys. I don't know what poutine is. I've never had it in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. How can you have a favorite of something that looks disgusting? Oh, it's terrible. No, uh, I love Pulled it. pork. I, I love it, and I just like straight-up poutine. Nothing uh, added to it. I, I love my straight-up poutine as well, yeah. but uh, adventure... I'm a very adventurous person. 
I will have lobster poutine if it's put in front oh, of me. That would be interesting. But no, I will yeah. have pulled pork poutine as we did in yep. Victoria. It was yep. amazing. No, yeah, I just I like I like the classic OG poutine. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a chicken curry poutine at the place that we're going for our meetup. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Chastity St. Louis from Halifax, yeah. who was so happy that we got her name right and didn't ask, add an I extra saw that. T. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just because I looked at the way it was spelled. <laughs> Mike, Mike read. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read capably for the first time <laughs> in my life, or competently, maybe. But uh, here's, here's Chastity's question. Hi, Mike and Scott. My name is Chastity St. Louis, and I live in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It goes without saying that I'm a huge fan of the show, and I look forward to a new episode every week. My questions are... Um, why did you decide to move to the West Coast, Mike? And what are the biggest differences between BC and NS? And what do you miss the most about Nova Scotia? Um, another question that I have for both of you is, what are your favorite Tim Hortons donut flavors? Um, it's a burning question for many Canadians, I'm sure. Um, so have a great day, Mike and Scott, and keep on keeping on being good eggs. Thank you very much. Um, bye for now. Thanks. First, let's address why I came out West. Um, I was running away, essentially. <laughs> I, my friend was working out here and I just needed a change in my life. So I came, uh, to work with him and he yep. moved back home, um, and I just ended up staying. The difference is between uh, the West Coast and the East Coast is, honestly, my family and my longest time friends are on the East Coast still. Mm. Uh, but that's what I miss most about that yeah. other side, too, is those yeah. the people. But as far as my favorite donut flavor from Tim Hortons... It is 100% the Boston cream donut. Yeah, again, apple fritter for me, although I do love the blueberry fritter, but uh, no apple fritter all the way. So we got a message from our friend oh. Alicia Lynn. Oh. She asked us an interesting question. Oh, She's a longtime yeah. friend of ours. If you and Scott were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you guys have done? <laughs> Murder. <laughs> uh. Murder. Arrested with no explanation. Drug smuggling. What would I don't? Wow. Um, um masturbating in public. Human no, trafficking. I don't think they would. I okay. I I think seri they would think serial killer. That we had one of us was. Yeah. I, well. It, yeah. Or I, that we were like a folia do like the hillside strangler. No. No. I think like for me, like my family. And, well, she's and, asking if we arrested together. Together. Oh. Okay. If we were arrested together, beating up incels. I don't think we'd get arrested for that. Yeah, it's true. That's an interesting question. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Alicia. <laughs> Next up is from Lindsay in Abbotsford. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Lindsay. I am calling from Abbotsford, British Columbia. And my question to you is, where can we buy dark protein merch that isn't through the United States? I can see that you guys have a website where you can purchase swag, but it's a United States-based United States based site, so they want us to pay U.S. prices and shipping. And maybe that's the only way, but I just figured maybe you had another way that we could buy it locally because, yeah, my family wants swag. 
Thanks, guys. Bye. Mm, that is a great question. Mm -hmm. So I get this question a lot, um, and there are options to use here in Canada, but I've been seriously unhappy with the quality of product versus cost. Oh. Um, so we're still working on this one. But this is an opportunity for Canadian swag dealers to reach out to us. I know there's got to be somebody who has a connection yeah, yeah. here in Canada. We're not we we don't want to hold our own inventory, please. We would rather do a drop shipping venture. So yeah. you hold the inventory kind of thing or uh, print to print on demand. I don't know how that works, but uh, we'd love to work with the right partner and provide our fans with what they want because. I honestly think that there would be a lot more dark poutine swag out there if we had a Canadian-focused store. I agree. Totes my goats. But our options are, are very limited, mm -hmm. and short of uh, me putting out uh, my own money, thousands of dollars, to buy T-shirts that may or may not sell. Uh, <laughs> not there yet. Yeah, not thinking that that's, that's something I'm comfortable with doing. Yeah. So, like I say, if you have a better solution for us, that's uh, not one particular site that I'm not going to name. Um, let's talk. But anyway, just email me about it, darkproteinpodcast at gmail.com. Next up, Barry. I think it's Barry from Detroit, but it's a female named Barry. So I don't know if I've mispronounced it, if it's Mary, but it sounds like Barry the way you say it on the phone. So let's just get to it. Hi, Mike. Hi, Scott. My name is Barry. I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I heard you guys, uh, or about you guys, through My Favorite Murder. Um, so today in that vein, I was wondering, um, what are your quote-unquote favorite murders? Thanks. Yes, many murderinos have come to us from My Favorite Murder. Oh, we appreciate yes. that. It's been amazing. It's a great question, too. Um, and we know you don't mean we have a... F actual favorite murder uh it's just cases we find the most interesting yeah uh for me it would be the murder of julie pascal who uh was the hockey mom who got murdered across the street from us here mm -hmm. uh, she was beaten to death with a rock by a man who just moved to town from toronto where he had other violent offenses on his record and i'm unsure why but there seems to be zero information about his crime and other crimes himself Yosef Gopal, uh, like he was caught months later, sentenced to 12 years in prison for killing Julie, but there's no information anywhere about it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That was a terrifying one when it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It was literally across the street. Literally yeah. across the street. Our, our wives uh, and us were afraid to go outside. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yep, and yeah, I remember uh, having to go to work uh, Sunday morning, and it's snowing out, and I just like having to walk to my car. I was legitimately terrified. Yeah, uh, for me, um, one that I'm fascinated by, and uh, it is a local one called uh, the female was Maple Battalia. It was a very, very... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a great story. One we, we will be telling here, Yeah, too. and, and a, a close buddy of mine is making a uh, making a movie about it. He's a filmmaker. Uh, he's done some other work. But, um, yeah, it's just... It's a very... It was a very uh, tragic uh, case out here that didn't really get uh, a lot of traction outside of here. But it, it was just a very sad and, and wonderful, wonderful uh, girl who was... Who's, taken 
Interesting. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Uh, Jen Durrell uh, from the Yumber Yard asks us a question. Hey, Mike and Scott. This is Jen Durrell from the Yumber Yard. I have two questions for you guys. First question being, what is your best and or worst case that you have covered on the show? That case that just stuck with you, impacted you, made you lose sleep at night. Curious minds want to know. Second question, if you could cover any case worldwide, no holds barred, which one would it be? Thanks so much, guys. Keep up the great work. So Swift Runner, the Wendigo, show number 25, stuck with me for a bit. Mm. I had nightmares after yeah. after we did that show. Um, which show did you enjoy the most or, or not? Uh, the one that stuck with me the most is our Alyssa Lamb episode. Yeah. Um, I figured that's the one you would say. Yeah, it just, I, I couldn't relate to her mindset in many ways. And so it, it's a, it was a very relatable case for me. And so it, it stuck with me before we covered it. And it stuck with me afterwards just because of uh, uh, incredible empathy towards her and her family. So no holds barred. Personally, the, the case that I'm the most interested in learning everything about uh, is the Paul Bernardo and Homolka case. I would like it if I could, if I was in a, in a position where, okay, these two people have to talk to you mm -hmm. and I would love to ask them questions mm. and they would have to tell me the truth with some sort of weird truth serum or something like that. <laughs> I would love to talk to Paul Bernardo about what the fuck. Mm, good one. Yeah. And I would love to talk to Carla Homolka about what the fuck? Yeah. Like now. Yeah. Like how do you even function? Function. Yeah. Breathe in and out. Pretend to be somebody else online in knitting websites. Yes. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Ugh, anyway. Uh for me it would be the John Bonet Ramsey case. Interesting. Yep. I've always been fascinated by it. What happened? Um I do not believe it was the parents. Um or the brother? Or the brother. Not uh, me I, either. The, uh, I, I talked about John Douglas constantly, but he was uh, brought in to uh, interview and, and uh, create a profile, and, and he absolutely believes it's not them, and so do I. But it's it's there's been just so much misinformation and conjecture and confusion surrounding it that I would love to just be able to weed through all that and get to the, what the actual facts are. So there. Good answer. Yeah. So that's it for this week's show. So a little different. You got your Q&A. You did. <laughs> Finally, we did our Q&A episode. Yeah. We did a little bit of debunking. But of course, before we go, we've got to talk about our most recent Patreon. That's patrons. right. So this week's good eggs are Kimberly Van Poole from Juneau, Alaska. Oh, Juneau, Alaska. Sweet. Prudence Dwyer from Clayfield in Australia, Queensland. Well, thanks, Prudence. Thanks for your uh, support. Lisa von Hofsten. Mm -hmm. She's from elsewhere. She, actually, I thought she was from um, Switzerland. Uh, she is not. Chocolatier? Yeah, she is not. Okay, what is she? Uh, she is from Sweden. It was There's an S involved. Oh. Yeah, you were close with the S, but no. Okay. Yeah. What does she do? Uh, hairstylist. Excellent. Yeah. 
There's Monica Holsinger. Hey, Monica. And she's from Bremerton, Washington. Oh, close. Melanie Th- Melanie Tome, or Thome. Oh. Interesting. And she's from Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Oh, interesting. Claire Suara. Hey, Claire. Where's Claire from? I swore uh, I knew she was from uh, Pittsburgh. I thought it was Outer Sclavobia. Uh, not Inner Sclavobia? Yeah, just east of Upper Sclavobia. Okay, no, maybe you're right. Maybe I was wrong. There you go. Dana Adzich. Oh, yes. I had this itch in my arm. Yeah, then. well, oddly, she works in advertising. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, for the Zitchfield company. What? Yeah, I know. Who knew? I did. Amy Shamro. Yeah, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Hey, Amy, thank you. Thank you. Well, where's Amy from? No, Surrey, BC. Yeah, she lives next door. Oh, that was her. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry about your cat. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, we both are. Laura Lee Landolf. Hey, Laura. We don't know where she's from either. Triple L. Laura Lee Landolf. Yeah. Maybe she plays World of Warcraft because that's the sound of Murlocs make. That's actually exactly. And she's from there. She's from Azermist. Yes. The Azermist Isle. Born and raised. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's great how technology has impacted all of our lives. Hannah Evans from uh, Tring in England. Oh, that's a neat name. Hey, Hannah. Jenica Majors, and that's an interesting, or it may be Moggers, but I think it's Majors. Let's go with Majors. From Colleen, Texas. Hey, Colleen, Texas, Jenica. Kathleen Berry, and she is from Levittown, Pennsylvania. Oh, Levittown. Okay. Hey, Kathy. Thank you. Danielle McCammett. Oh, she taught me how to pronounce that last name with an email. So I thank oh, you very much, Danielle. Mount Vernon. Great She's place. from Mount Vernon, Ohio. Yeah. And then there's Jenny. Yep. From? From? The Block. The Block. <laughs> Damn it. You beat me to it oh, by seconds. Yeah. Had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some people may have heard her music. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you. Thank, for, thank, uh, thank you, Miss Lopez, for yep. uh, for being a Patreon. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. It's not really her. Oh, oh. Nia Bowen, and she's from Mether Tidfil in Wales. Oh, interesting. Mether Tidfil. That's a complex name. And if I did mispronounce like that, it's because I'm not Welsh. It sounds like a chemical. It does. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. If you smell it, you, you go out cold. And here's somebody who, who said... Oh, you're definitely going to mispronounce my name. I might not. What? Lisa Macra Nicholas. Whoa. That's a, that came out pretty fluid. I know because I was practicing because wow. I didn't want to. Lisa Macra Nicholas. Yeah. I can pronounce uh, where she's from. Yeah, Chelsea, Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Lisa. So, yes, uh, thank you to all our patrons, past and present. Yeah. Muchos gracias. If you want to uh, support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash dark poutine. Poutine. Dark poutine. If you want to support the show with a one-time donation, you can do so at PayPal. Um, And we did have some PayPal... Oh. Donut money this week. Oh, beautiful. Sarah Robb sent us some cash. Yep. Thank you, Sarah. Fiona O'Sullivan sent us some more. Very, very awesome of you. Michael Cotu. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Dana Wood. Oh, Dana. And Lindsay Fowler, who emailed me to let me know uh, today that she was 
sending us some donut money. Oh, that's really kind of you, seriously. Yes, we very much appreciate that. Absolutely. Yep, she said, uh, it wouldn't let me put a note in when I donated through PP, but... Thank you so much for your work on this podcast. It makes my work days so much better. And thank you for finally teaching this American how to pronounce toque. <laughs> you have saved me from a lifetime of embarrassment. Oh, Lindsay, this podcast is now causing me a lifetime of embarrassment <laughs> because I mispronounce everybody's names. <laughs> and I have a feeling some people hate me for it. Oh, well, what can you do? What can you do? Not a heck of a lot. Nope. Um, so, yeah. If you don't already, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribe to the show. You can easily find us on iTunes, Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you get your on-demand audio. Check out our website, darkpoutine.com, for show notes and other cool stuff. Give us a follow or a like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Dark Poutine. Most importantly, tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is a powerful thing. Join us in our closed Facebook group called The Yumber Yard. We just crossed 2,300 people in Ooh, there. Wow. It's full of good eggs who call themselves Yumberjacks or Yumber Yaks, whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, here's a little promo from my buddy's show. It's Tyler from Minds of Madness. Woo, Tyler. 911, what's your emergency? Every 60 seconds, a person is murdered somewhere in the world. What causes ordinary people to do unthinkable things? He stabbed me in my neck. And he says, look how easily I could kill you. The Minds of Madness is a true crime podcast that examines the most disturbing criminal minds. We shed a light on the devastating impact these violent crimes have on the victims and their families. When you get calls in the night, you know they're not good or they're wrong numbers. You'll hear about the incredible strength of the survivors and what they did to fight back. I was studying his face because I was thinking, if I get out of this, I'm going to get you someday. Subscribe to the Minds of Madness podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Thanks, buddy, for that. Uh, until next week, don't forget to be a good egg and not a bad apple. I need to go rest my sick bones. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.